Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks to, for joining us. This is Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with my co-host, Americus Reed. I'm thrilled to welcome our last guest for this hour, Flora Epe-Edang, who's the Senior Brand Marketing Manager at Target. And she's here to talk about all the great things Target's doing, but in particular, some of the very interesting things that they're doing for Black History Month. Hello, Flora, and welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Barbara. Hi, America. It's a pleasure Hi, to meet you both and talk with you today. Pleasure's all ours. So I know you're going to talk about specific things, but before you do, I just have to tell you I'm a Target groupie. Huge. And Target Damn. is, you know, everybody's favorite store. Yep. So they, I, I do a lot of work on retail and I use it as an example in my retail section to talk about all the, the fun ways Target makes their store a fun place to shop. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to get Walmart and Target confused because um, <laughs> they are such different shopping experiences. I, I tell the story, which is amazing to me. I was in New York. I was on 33rd Street. I don't know if you know it, but there's a Target yeah. on 33rd Street with a little red circle there. And I'm standing there and all of a sudden I see this little kid like bend down and start screaming. And honest to God, it was because he saw there was a Target store on the street. Oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> so That's amazing. Yes. Yes, that is amazing. So you guys have created a very warm relationship with your brand. I'm curious, just you personally, how long have you been at Target and what's your relationship? I mean, do you scream when you see that? <laughs> or what's going on with you and Target? Yes, I think when I screamed was when I met the bullseye dog. Mm. That was because I first I realized he was real. And then oh, really? Was and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually touching the dog. So that's just quickly, um, when you meet the dog, you're like, wow, you're you're in front of royalty. Um, <laughs> but yes, I have now been at Target for a little over four and a half years. Um, you know, my background has historically been in the advertising, more so multicultural advertising space, having worked on Black, Latino, Asian American audiences. And then um, when I had learned that Target had had a department focused mm -hmm. on inclusive marketing, um, I, ha I hadn't at a time known that corporations at that time were really focusing on that besides agencies. And so I very much was interested and had asked like, hey, do you have a focus around the Black audience? Because I would very much like to um, focus on building out the approach and strategy there. And I've been here now over these past few years, really focused on building up, you know, where are we performing at with our Black guests? Because, you know, we call our guests, you know, customers, we call them guests at Target. Um, really being able to understand what's their wants and needs, being able to understand who are we actually talking to? How are we understanding where we are with them in our guest and purchase funnel and building brand love and deepening engagement? Mm. And so being, um, having had that opportunity over these past few years to really see um, Target really transform in a massive way um, as we really think about multicultural guests knowing we've been at this for a while um, but it's kind of so that's what I was going to ask you when you say watch the trend so have you I mean you've been four years not that long but but I imagine it's really been stepped up particularly I would guess after Black Lives Matter and the kind of thing there's been even more focus and attention on those kind of things have you seen a big uptick in um, in the responsiveness of the community to target 
Yeah, I think when, you know, Target has historically for more than 16 plus years, we've had a dedicated kind of DNI approach. It's inclusivity has always been a part of our DNA. I think especially when we've had this Black History Month assortment, like we've had this for over eight years, longer yeah. than a lot of other partners do they know. In addition to that, we've been really anchored in for years on increasing more Black businesses in our stores, especially starting off in spaces of beauty, for instance. Mm -hmm. And so really being able to kind of have that grounding with our guest base, you know, when we were working on, you know, of course, every brand is trying to respond and doing everything we absolutely can the right way to address really what are the needs um, and the um, interests of our Black consumers. I think specifically for us, we very much were like, okay, you know, Target, you've been here supporting Black brands. You have been showing up to support the founders and creators. We are, we know that still we, there's more because we know that there's the expectation for more. There's not this idea of let's focus on performative allyship, have the proof points, have the receipts. And that's been something that's been very important for us and intentional in how we show up, especially in our marketing, what we come out with. Well, you know, what supports the authenticity of your approach is we had an expert on inclusivity at the top of our show. And when I asked her to mention a hit, I'm pretty sure the first brand she mentioned, wasn't it Americus? was Target. Yeah, Target. So <laughs> you're getting independent uh, approval. Okay. Okay, I'm glad that like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> you're speaking, right? You got to, you know, mean it what you speak. And so glad that's being well received. But I mean, I think, and this is the point that Americus was making, I'm, I'll let you continue to make it on authenticity, Americus, wouldn't you say that part of what's driving this is that like, I tried to push her to the last two years and she said, oh no, we've been doing it for eight to 10 years, you know, like, do you have any reaction to that, Americus? Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think uh, to your point, Flora, proof is in the pudding, right? So have you been walking the walk? And so I think a lot of times, you know, companies are jumping in uh, almost to try, I don't want to call it pandering, but almost in a way, just like on the bandwagon, so to speak, because it looks like that's the right thing to do in February from a branding perspective. But when you look back and you actually, you know, look under the hood and you see what companies have actually historically been doing outside of the spotlight and maybe outside of, you know, the, the public recognition, the constant, you know, public recognition around these activities, you kind of get a sense of, okay, well, this is more related to the core values of just, this is just who they are. So, you know, I'm wondering to, to what extent, you know, how, how that, that you make sure that you ensure that that historical uh, perspective and initiative continues to shine. And also just the question of, you know, as you do more and more of it, one would assume like the kind of multicultural, more, you know, DEI kinds of things will become less differentiating uh, across these different, you know, organizations. Yeah, that's what how I was going to ask about, too. Yeah. How do you think about, you know, about that as an issue, right? And, and to be able to make sure that that you're able to almost in a sense get credit for what you're doing and word of mouth you want it to be unique and something different because it's been there done that sounds same same who's going to talk about it right yeah so i think to kind of break down your questions kind of america's what you were just mentioning this idea of the differentiation like one of the things i think especially as we just think of what has happened especially in the pandemic we already have a pandemic we also already have a time of racial reckoning and where there was and there has been ongoing increasingly kind of greater expectations from not just black consumers, but across the board on how our brands really showing up thoughtfully and not just coming out with a quick message or, hey, here we support this. And I think especially for us, when we had launched, you know, I manage and lead our Black Beyond Measure um, marketing campaign, which we launched back in January, 2020. And it's so our- What exactly, let me just stop you for one second. Yes. Black Beyond Measure. I don't even yes. understand that. 
What okay. does that mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it is our year-round um, campaign that we developed to really focus on elevating and celebrating the spectrum of Black success, whether that's uplifting Black businesses, supporting our HBCU students and initiatives, as well as we have a year-round digital hub where you can easily shop Black-owned and founded brands, not just for the sake of February, but truly year-round to discover new brands, but also be able to engage in a number of our founder stories. And so that has been something that has really been a, a great initiative that we've had embedded within Target that's been important to showcase how are we really showing up for Black communities year round, how we're being able, as we bring in more Black-owned businesses, we made a big commitment to spend $2 billion wow. by the end of 2025. Um, with black businesses and so there's been such a massive initiative across the board as we think about transforming to ensure that not only are black brands coming on to retail but also how are we supporting them in their success and making sure they stay on shelves which is a very important part of that um, and not just highlighting brands in a moment such as black history month but really being able to exp expand that storytelling year round so i'm gonna i want to i want to really understand this because i think this is a great initiative so i'm wondering like how you implement it so is it like an online initiative is it an in-store initiative mm -hmm. like how do you connect all of that how do how do you how do you market that to the average consumer because the it's not a lot of people coming into target they don't care about what your messaging is you know they just want to buy food or whatever they're going to buy in target and target has always been really good at kind of not automatic cues you know like when i teach about um in my class one of the things that's cool about target is the aisles are wide the lighting is strategic there's certain things that you go into the target store you just know it's fun there you can't really articulate what it is so i imagine if we broke down all the things you're talking about it some of it is goal driven so you probably do have some consumers who go into target and want to see and they search out this kind of idea. But then you also might have some consumers who would react positively to it automatically without really being able to articulate what they're what they're seeing. Can you break down some of the target yeah. magic on how you do this? Yeah, no, when we, you know, the way that we operate really with the Black Beyond Measure campaign is really having it be inclusive of the enterprise. Like the fact that we always start first with understanding what is going on in the insights, whether that's looking at social listening, the understanding, you know, how are things going as we think about what we are showing up with the black brands or supporting black communities being able to understand and partner with our in-store team so one of the things that we really kind of brought to life especially during this black history month collection time frame is working a lot on our stores and being able to connect with our store team members because we had found out that hey though we had a number of the assortment for black history month tied to just specific maybe initially high african-american markets a number of guests were very much like, I'm very interested in seeing this. Yes, we may not have this large population here of Black people, but we saw that there was actually more attention, not just only from Black consumers, but also from other people who just want to be able to support a value-driven initiative, but also being able to show up thoughtfully. In addition to that, as we think about how we're partnering with our creators and designers to create items in their assortment, or how we're being able to tell stories in store, guests have been able to really resonate with that, even if they're just walking by and being able to understand and see, okay, how, okay, who is this person? Are they from my city? What you is tell story in the store not just on the website 
Yes. So it's all about the cohesiveness. So I think to your point, you know, the idea is that this is truly looking at a multi-channel campaign where we have in-store, we have digital, we're doing experiential activations, we're thinking about this in media, we're thinking about this for our influencers, content creators, where it's looking at the 360 plan. And I think that has what helped us in the sense of having the guests see this consistent message in terms of how are you actually showing support? How is that showing up? If I want to go in your store, like right now, if you you go into our store and you're seeing the Black History Month collection, there's an opportunity for you to click on our QR code and it takes you to more storytelling. Oh, I see, I see. To our site. And if you go on our site, you know, we make it very easy for you to shop and uh, see the assortment. But then when we're working with our media partnerships, like we made a very big investment to spend at least 5% of our um, annual media budget in Black-owned media spaces. Mm -hmm. So that has also been great partnering with credible and reputable, you know, amazing Black creators who have that credibility and connection. And then it's not like, okay, here's Target's proof points. We're just throwing at you. But then genuinely saying, okay, Target, I'm seeing the proof points. You know, I'm going to, you know, as well speak to this as well and seeing the impact that it's having on me and my community. And so it's important that, you know, with our Black Beyond Measure um, campaign, it's probably a truly inclusive enterprise. Wow. level support where yes marketing is putting out messages but we're working closely with comms supplier diversity our accelerators to ensure that the proof points we're bringing forward mm -hmm. and how that shows up across every single channel that we have is mm -hmm. consistent and so a lot of guests that we thought would only just be black potentially who would resonate with it we have seen such tremendous mm -hmm. engagement in a way where people are like okay target you know and it encourages them to know okay how do we continue making sure we're doing that equally for wow. all of our audiences and as we think about where this gen Z generation is heading, being so multiculturally diverse already, those expectations are yeah. already there. So I got to ask a question, because this is, again, I do a lot of like tactical in-store stuff. Yeah. So where in the store is this collection? Is in the from the store, the back of the store, like where do you put it? Uh, yeah, so we have, you know, we have front of store displays. So like we have things broken out by tiers in terms of how much floor space. But when you walk in, one of the most impactful things of working on um, this you know, tied to this assortment in marketing for the past couple of years is it's one of the first things that's striking when you see like the logo, oh, the black, the, the way we have the storytelling, the way we have the products. So I got to give a lot of credit to our in-store experience team and our visual merchandise team for how they display and do the storytelling through the assortment. And then I got to go look at this. Um, is it in you, all you know, If you haven't yet, I absolutely recommend it because it's striking. It's striking yeah. a lot of guests. Like we've had people message us and say, man, I cried. When I saw this, oh, because wow. first of all, I walked in and oh, saw. Oh, you're making it. me want to leave this corner <laughs> right now and go look at it. <laughs> yes, and then we also, in addition to that, we also have you know um, outpost areas, meaning so we have like in our other key always on kind of categories that perform well for us. So we have food and bev and we have signage there. We have an entertainment and books and toys and games. And then we also have in beauty as another space. So we try to make sure it's all throughout the store. So it's in the beginning and then throughout. Yes, the main kind of big kind of what, you know, kind of celebration of the assortment is really anchored in that front area. But mm -hmm. then if you're coming in from other angles or seeing that you're also seeing elements of where the in-store signage carries forward. Um, based I'm going to go take pictures of it. I can't oh, wait to see. <laughs> I would love for you to do that. You can send it to me because I would love to see that <laughs> and tell me what you think. But to your question, to your point, Flora, Barbara just almost asked this. So is this something that happens equally across all stores or, or, or is there more leaning in on this in stores that are located in, in black communities? Yeah, so this year, you know, we really, really went full chain with the assortment. I think 
because we've been doing this, like I said, for the past eight years, we've had so many learnings where we started off small and maybe doing it in certain key markets. Then we started to learn more from our store team members on like, hey, actually we want this too, but maybe we don't have the largest black population, but we see that more guests are wanting this. And now being able to see this amazing progression where we really are full chain, we still have it broken in a way where it's by different tiers where, hey, you're all getting this, but you're probably getting different levels of certain SKUs or maybe just the floor space just for the sake of that store. But everyone is getting a version, a beautiful um, version of this experience. Mm. Wow. Well, this is so interesting. And like I said, I got to get off this show and go to my Target <laughs> store right now. You got to do your Target run. You got to get your Target <laughs> run going. <laughs> I just love hearing this stuff because I do really love Target. It's a great example of really good retail, really good branding and authenticity. It's cool to hear about it. So Flora, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners go to follow you and, and what else is going on at Target? Yeah, so if you, you know, want to follow me personally, I'm on LinkedIn at Flora Epi Dang. I'm definitely going to also post if you want to learn more about what we're doing with Black Beyond Measure, go to target.com slash Black Beyond Measure, um, where you'll be able to see a lot of our initiatives, shop the assortment, as well as be able to engage with founders and content. Well, that's terrific. Thank you. That's all we have time for today. We're, uh, we'd like to thank our audio engineer, Dion Simpkins and Chris Tooks and our producer, Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, and we replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM xm business for information about all our programming thank you for listening we'll be back next week till then this has been marketing matters i'm barbara khan along with america's read here on business radio sirius xm 